You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming bubble, you ain't seen nothing yet. Something good for ya. We are live. Wow, what's going on, everybody? And live welcome. and in color. In color, yes. I could. I don't know. Should I throw a black and white? No. Ooh, can, too, can you? It's too late. I'm not going to fuck with it. <laughs> welcome, everyone, to this month's episode of the Something Good For yeah. You podcast live. Something live for you. Something live for you, indeed. Yes, that's right. As always, I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Diff, and sitting beside me is Captain Nunn. What's going on, everybody? Yes, yes. Figured we'd go ahead and hop in here. Uh, we've got a few people watching with us. Make sure and comment in the chat. That way we know what is going on with all you guys. And yeah, as always, we've got our voicemail hotline number. We fear we make that a little fun. It is right over here. Up, oh, yep, there it is. There you now, go. I'm getting used to it. I have, I have to figure it out. I switched spots. <laughs> now I got to refigure it out. It's 513 463 SGFY. If you want to give us a call and get on the show, that'd be awesome. We got people hopping in the uh, uh, discussions already. We can tell them uh, while that's loading up, we can talk about what the hell's been going on with us. Yeah, we can definitely get into that. Uh, the new segment, what the hell's going on with our podcast hosts? <laughs> what the fuck is going on with us? Uh, yeah, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I'm actually having to get the uh, voicemail re-downloaded. We hadn't done this in a minute, so I don't know. I might have a few in here waiting for me. There you I go. I don't. I get emails if you skip one, so yeah, I, I would have gotten an email by now, but still. <laughs> well, but, don't be afraid but we're, to leave. But we're sitting here chilling, enjoying some, I'm at least enjoying some coffee. I got me uh it's tall boy uh, party tonight. Everybody got mad at me for not drinking beer last time, so this is uh, for yeah, all those, so. those that's for all you hard asses going like pussy, drink a fucking beer. <laughs> well, I mean you see what you should have done. I know, right? Drink a fucking beer. <laughs> Y'all peer pressured the fuck out of me. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, again, if you want to call in, have some fun with us, 513-463-SGFY. I got to set up right over here. Uh, call up, leave a voicemail message, and you get put on the show. Yep. Uh, but yeah, what the hell's been going on with us? If you pay attention to the uh, mainstream, uh, you probably would have noticed that um, we've not been posting as many episodes. Now, we have been for the uh, the Patreon, of course. Because yeah, the our, Patreon's been loaded. Yeah, the Patreon's been bumping simply because, you know, uh, you guys pay for it. And, you know, we, we can't, you know, let that go to, uh, you know, shit. But, you know, the free shit, hey, we don't fucking owe you anything, so <laughs> chill. <laughs> we give you plenty for a dollar a month. Yes, which, by the way, if you're not subscribed to our Patreon, quick little plug, patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork, you get two shows a week. You get Couch Potatoes on Tuesday, and you get you got to hear this on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, it's probably going to be out on Sunday this week because we didn't record one like we should, even though we really don't have an excuse. Again, which we will a get lot into. has happened. We'll talk about our excuses because yeah, so we're we'll talk loaded about excuses when we get there a little closer. But yeah, so really we have no excuse for not doing it any sooner. But either way, uh, yeah. Yeah, but either on uh, on the weekends you get the something uh, you got to hear this uh, show, and uh, 
we're probably going to start alternating our Tuesdays. Tuesdays is usually Couch Potato Day, uh, but we might start alternating uh, because we've got a new show that came out uh, not this past Tuesday, but yeah. the Tuesday before it's called That Murder Show. That Murder... How fucking metal is that, by the way? <laughs> that Murder Show. Yeah, but anyway, it's, it's, it's just our fun little take of, you know, going into true crime and, you know... Yeah, because we like reading about that kind of stuff and oh, yeah. just like that... Uh, side of human behavior is fascinating to read about and there's just it's weird how big the community is that kind of like you know is like really into reading like all the books and the lore and all oh, that yeah. but it is it is fascinating and we're just uh and we're not you know celebrating anything you know heinous or anything like no, that no 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 it's more or less just a character research thing and yeah. it's, it's and fascinating we ha- to and us. we have a fucked up sense of humor so yeah i mean that it helps. only adds to it <laughs> that helps <laughs> but yeah so uh we put that out a couple tuesdays ago so we'll probably uh alternate every other tuesday couch potato and that murder show both of those shows are hosted with by chris morrison real good buddy of ours and he brings a whole lot to the table so totally yeah, so you hear, you hear that, Michelle Ann? She's hanging out by your lonesome in the uh, <laughs> in the chat comment thre- in the comment thread. Yeah, guys, seriously, if you enjoy, uh, definitely uh, interact with us. We don't want this just being you know a one way thing. I mean, sure, we haven't had an episode in a minute, so we've got plenty to talk about even totally. without you. But you know, that's hell, why we just like doing within, the live streams. Hell, just within this week. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, so you know. Definitely uh, comment along, have some fun with us. Michelle's, of course, having fun. Yes. But yeah, uh, sign up for the Patreon. Dollar a month, you get all that shit. Uh, five bucks a month, uh, you get extra fill-in shit, which that will also tie into shit that's been going on. But you get extra fill-ins material on the $5 tier that we don't post uh, to the main pages, which means you know we've been working on maybe some demos or two. So that $5 tier might get a little, get a little sample, little snippet of a demo coming out you know who knows we got all kinds of cool shit in the works oh yeah so but the patreon will be the first to know and then for the ten dollar tier uh about every two to three months you'll get a special little piece of merchandise we've done t-shirts uh did coffee mugs just got those sent out and um got a new run of gifts coming out here pretty soon too so we like taking care of you of course so don't and and i'm being completely honest i'm not exactly sure how long the very intricate or like very unique items will go more often than not it'll probably be a t-shirt but hey every other month you get a t-shirt i mean fuck call it the i'm trying help me figure something out i want to either make it the t-shirt club or the mug club i think where every other month they get either a t-shirt or a mug i say t-shirt because people love having just shit tons of t-shirts around it's like joining a club or joining a band or joining a fraternity you get free shit yeah but I love coffee mugs, but more. I can't be alone in that. You're not actually. You're making me into a fucking like a coffee <laughs> mug guy. I'm going in the in the fucking cupboard, going like, "Ooh, I have the kiss one today." Where, where's my favorite one? Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm sure there are more of them out there, but I think more. I'm a t-shirt guy. Like I'm. Right. I was stoked to have this chip tooth and out of tunes t-shirt that anybody if y'all can see me over Mm -hmm. this wording that's a buddy of mine that sings uh yeah chip tooth he uh his name's uh chip tooth that's a cody robinette and uh he sings country music and plays rock and roll really well and you should check out uh chip tooth the attitudes on Bandcamp. but uh t-shirts yes this was like the first t-shirt from a band i've gotten in 2020 
That's oh, kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I think I might kind of turn it into the uh, T-shirt club in a few months after. I, I've got a few more gift ideas I want to get out there to folks that have uh, supported us from the start. But uh, after that, might wind up making it a uh, Discord or uh, Patreon-specific in-jokes uh, about on T-shirts. Think about T-shirts, though, is that uh, you can wear those. Out in public, really? And stuff. Can you out in public? I, I out in public, you can wear t-shirts. Unlike a coffee, you can't wear a coffee mug in public. I mean, you're just not trying hard. I guess enough. not. <laughs> you just gotta hook that shit on your belt loop. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I mean, with, with my fucking keys and travel shit. Travel mugs. Sign up for the Patreon. You'll never know what you get. Yeah, really. <laughs> we like to get creative. But yeah, so what the fuck has been going on with us? Um... A lot of you, I was gonna say you technically started it first. I so started all this you, bullshit. You started this shit. I don't know. It was kind of a symbiotic starting, but you you crossed your foot over the threshold first. Man, I just been uh, since the fucking pandemic started. I just been getting into the art of like writing songs and just figuring out what hooks are and shit like that, and what a good like um, pop song should sound like. Just dove into that and wrote out a couple and thought one day uh, as I was finishing them up and cutting demos with uh, Justin Campbell from Violent Life, Violent Death, you know, just for funsies. Just for funsies. Just to hear what they would sound like with uh, layer guitar layer ideas and had I had and things like that. They didn't turn out terrible and I got comfortable kind of, you know, singing melodies on the mic and everything and I thought, you know who would like this? Uh, this guy from a band called Biters named Tuck Smith who makes fucking pop music with rock bands. Yep. You, it sounded like you said pot music. Pot music. Well, <laughs> depends on uh, who's listening to it. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, he dug the songs and uh, I asked if I could come uh, record with them. Uh, I had the budget and he had the time and... Uh, it all worked out. Yeah. And uh, Well, I was going to say, you, you really jumped the gun. I mean, what was the first thing you did though? What was it? What you talk? Oh, I quit my job before. Yeah, I quit that my was job the first thing that it. started. I pitched those songs. I took the what happened first was I took a week off. Yeah, and just kind of like filled my week up with shit I wanted to do, like get my put my songs together with a glorified demo and uh, get more writing done with uh, you guys mm-hmm. or uh, writers around town or whatever the hell. Right. And I had more fun doing that. Or I had so much fun doing that, just kind of spreading myself out like that, just doing uh, creatively and then going back into work and just, you know, hating the calamity that it became starting in February before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I just had to get the fuck out. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and that was the interesting thing is because it was as soon as you quit... I've been slowly getting to the point where I, I was knew I needed to quit my job too. It's like it was becoming soul crushing. Uh, it was changing who I was really in the end, and I just I needed to get the fuck out. And I had been working in the background for about a year almost at this point, um, off and on really uh, with Tony Leone, uh, and we have been kind of workshopping a podcast and kind of doing different stuff. Yeah, I've been doing that for. What, a year now, just about? Yeah, just kind of workshopping it and kind of, you know, getting the idea of it together, really. And it really just came about to where 
the stars lined up. He made the right couple sales because uh, he does sales training and right. things of the sort. And uh, he's got a book coming out, which he's going to need promotion with, which is what I'm good at. And, you know, he wants videos done, which I'm good at and shit like that. So in the end, it wound up being quit your job, work for me, get a part time job and, you know, make so we can make up some of the income. But hopefully by that point, you can even get rid of the part time job and we're going to be, you know, doing good. That's awesome, though. So kind of we were just mainly running on that. And um, man, it's like if anyone is watching that uh, is used to work with me is like or, you know, or knew me when I was working there, man, it was I don't want to say exactly who, you know, who, when and where, you know, on the show. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep it uh, sim, semi anonymous. So. I'm getting to the point where I am ready just to fucking leave. And Cap tells me, he goes, hey, I've got that studio time booked with Tuck. And at this point, I had already been decided to do, I was going to do stiff media, this and the other, you know, with or without working with Tony, you know, I was going to do it anyway. And I booked some time with Tyler from the Dirt Preachers, which is when we went down to um, Georgia to do all that. I was doing a lot of filming for it. And by that point, I had already quit my job. And um, actually, no. Was it, had I, I think uh, actually, I think, I think it I went had. after uh, we worked at yeah Tyler's. right after that right after that that's what it was yeah so right after that it's like I I had kind of caught the bug a little bit and was just like oh my god I really want to do this so essentially I talked to Tony we worked it out and I told the boss and I was like hey said uh, I'd really like to work part time I said you know you can have me in the mornings I said and the other I said but you know by mid afternoon I need to get out of there. And he was like, no, 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 you know, your, your position is full time. And I was like, are you sure, man? He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I was like, all right, well, um, I, I guess I'm putting him a two-week notice then. And it's like, he just kind of stared at me. He's kind of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and this was on a Friday. And um, and he goes, uh, well, uh, uh, I, I need to talk to some people. Uh, and, and we got Labor Day on Monday. So uh, t- talk to me on Tuesday. It's like, all right. Tuesday rolls around literally five minutes before I'm about to leave. He was staying late because someone else had quit. Toxic place to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so he was staying late covering for that guy that had quit. And uh, finally, I was just like, dude, I'm, I'm about to leave in a few minutes. I got to know what's going on. And um, oh, I forgot the PS. So the, uh, on that Friday <laughs> when I told him, because this is what the lead up was. So you told me all that shit. And I really wanted to go film your stuff at Tuck's. Yeah, because you were like, you were like, you weren't sure if you were going to make it. It was kind of like a touch and go as yeah. it was coming along. It's like I wasn't sure because I asked you. I said, "When are you going to be gone for?" And you're like, "Saturday to Tuesday." And I'm like, "I could probably even get a Tuesday off." I said, "But that Monday, I said that's going to be a bitch." I said, "I can never get Mondays off." So he goes, uh, so he's like, you know, well, just let me know even if it's last minute. Well, on that Friday, when I was ready just to put my two-week notice in, you know, or try to go part-time because I had the job security working for now with Tony. Right. Uh, when he was like, you know, well, I'll get back to you on that Tuesday. I was like, okay, okay. And I was walking out the door. And I was like, oh, yeah. And by the way, said, um, regardless of what happens, I won't be here on this day and this day. And and he was just like, well, well, I'll, I'll, we'll just have to make sure that clears up with the schedule. I said, 
I mean, if it does or not, that's cool. I said, but I just won't be here. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you know. So, cool. So that that sounds like a you problem. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, that's a you problem because, because this motherfucker can pin you in every situation and find the way to get the upper hand. For once, I had the goddamn upper hand. I called the fucking shots for once with this guy, and I'm just like, you can you can fire me or whatever. At this point, I, I don't care. I'm just, I'm letting you know. I won't be there. <laughs> I was just kind of like, I was planning on spreading out like my remaining PTO for like the two weeks or whatever, but they won't allow that. So I was like, well, just make my last day tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. So fast forward back to that Tuesday and he was like, well, you know, yeah, we discussed with a few people and we all came to the decision that your, your position is full time. And I was like, man, I said, that really sucks. I said, but I get it. I said, uh, but, you know, and I started kind of doing this. And I was like, where, where, where's the papers? I said, I guess I'm putting them in two weeks. And he was like, oh, just just type out a resignation and sign it. This and the other. You can put uh, last Friday because that was the day that you told us that you can be put that down. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I said, um, I said real quick, though, I said, do, do I have to work out the two weeks? said because again i'm not gonna be here on that monday and tuesday i'm just saying i'm not gonna be here <laughs> yeah you uh, had to get the fuck out yeah i was just like because at this point i'm sitting here going like I'm, i just want to go have fun you yeah. know i'm just like fuck this i'm not gonna be here and uh and he was and he just kind of looked at me he was like i mean it's up to you i said so you're telling me with someone in the room as a witness that i don't have to work out my two week and he was like yeah man it's up to you i was like Adios, amigo. See ya. <laughs> yep. Just walked right out of his office, walked right into my office, typed out a quick little letter, signed it, walked right back in there, slapped it on his desk, went to everything on my desk into my book bag and walked right out the fucking door. Hell <laughs> yes. And, and what the fucked up thing about my job was that uh, my old boss sent me a fucking text message. Really? <laughs> like congratulating me. <laughs> I got a few congratulation uh, texts too, because awesome. yeah, it, it, basically I, as soon as I you know got all my stuff off the desk, you know I say I walked out the door. I, there was a handful of people still left, so I walked around and said bye to whoever was still left, and like everyone was like, "Dude, congratulations! Right? I'm so happy for you. What, what are you going to be doing now?" And I'm just like, "Well, I mean." I guess stiff media and working with Tony Leone with whole brain selling and wine yeah. and wealth podcasts, you know, and trying to find ways to monetize it and kind of diving headfirst into the digital media space. So yep. Alice is like, I, I guess that. And they were like, anything is going to be better than here. <laughs> That's kind of how it was where I, where I worked at too. And I can't imagine that being the case with a lot of places. No. In an office like that. I, I, I just I can't imagine I can't imagine, dude. Well, it, it comes down to poor management. There, yeah. there were so many times that there would be groups of us getting together that was like, you know, with the people here, if we just rearrange their positions, we could have a great team. It's like there wasn't anyone inherently horrible that we worked with. They were just in really bad positions for what they were good at. Yeah, a lot of a lot of nepotism about uh kind of things where I work. Oh, nepotism ran wild at this spot. I'm not. I'm not trying to make this a work bitch yeah, episode, exactly. but but we also haven't talked about this shit in a while, and we, this has been a long time coming shit. So I mean, it's let's it's talk still about, a little bit of a catch up. Let's talk about the fun stuff. Well, you know, yeah, but you know, just just final wrap up, you know, on that, which is, hey, 
uh, you're, you're looking at two technically unemployed motherfuckers right, right. here, uh, technically by the government standpoint at least. So uh, if you're looking for some uh, guitar work on your record or some extra help with songwriting, trust me, I've been working with the guy for enough years. He's a great songwriter. Anytime I get writer's block, I just come to the guy and then I'm just like, okay, stop, stop, stop. I got it now. I got it now. He just starts bubbling with ideas. So hire the guy, help you finish, write some songs. He's got some great licks in his system. And if you want to film the process and get a nice little video made of it after this the fact or guy. need a logo or any of that kind of bullshit hit me up stiff media on instagram i think it's stiff period media i'm not sure i got to get used to all it's my something handles like that and we're gonna get our actual stuff in order better i'm gonna have an actual stiff media one page site where you can hit me up he's gonna have a captain nun one page site you know where i'm doing some research because essentially we're doing the same thing, offering a singular service, and we just need a good portal to have people, you know, reach out to us and say, hey, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have all that set up well enough. But in the meantime, just hit up any of our personal inboxes and, yeah, we'll do some music or do some editing for you. Pretty much. And we'll put in the work. Yeah. God knows we put in the work on anything that we do. Until it's done right at this point. I mean, hell, give us some money so we can afford some popper stoppers. You've heard Cap this entire episode. <laughs> we need $30 to get some popper stoppers for the likes. <laughs> ah, hell, it's all good. Yeah, so, so basically I just went, fuck you guys, and um, decided that uh, that place of employment was no more for me. And then a few days later... We packed up the va- uh, packed up the old fillings van. My, fuck, my currently uh, battery. Uh, we'll get into that too. Problem ridden. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get into that too. <laughs> How about that for a couple of unemployed musicians? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we we pack up ye old uh, escape from Charlotte the fillings van. I got a story to tell before uh, we did all that. Uh, all right. When I was uh, talking with them over the phone, who? Uh, when I was talking with t- he, I know him. Tuck Smith pronouns pal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. I know who you're talking about. Right. They don't. Uh, he, being Tuck Smith, I was talking with him over the phone about, uh, you know, putting getting the studio time or whatever. And uh, I told him I had two songs, uh, one being the finished, uh, 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 one being finished and one uh, being a cover idea. And as soon as I threw out a cover idea, I could hear the eyes roll in the back of his head. <laughs> it was going to be like a deep cut shit. Uh, from a band that but, nobody's heard of. But you can hear of. the groan yes. through the phone. <laughs> like, oh no, I don't, I don't record covers. No, his whole thing was like, if I'm going to put my name on it, it's going to be good. Yeah. And he wasn't lying. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, kind of getting all. So that was even a little bit of a preview for you going into everything. Yeah. Exactly. He just said he's going to put me through boot camp. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and you were, man, because uh, sure enough, we we ride on down there, and uh, you guys had a, a day of pre pro, which essentially was uh, you on guitar, Tuck on bass, and uh, yeah. Joey on drums, just figuring out drum parts for uh, these two songs. It's just all guitar, drum and bass driven music. Yeah. And and basically, what what the tunes were was. Um, in the process of us uh, uh, demoing new fillings material, uh, you just wound up having some really good, like powered pop yeah, type material. Really that, got into that kind of you know writing style and just which which they're great songs. It's just and and they could have been fillings songs, but only if we whipped them into shape. 
they sounded great as it was. So I didn't want to change them much. And I was just like, man, I said, just, just make out your own stuff because, you know, with your doing, you know, your audio producing and your session work stuff, you also needed kind of a resume of material being like, hey, this is how my brain works. You know, yeah. here's some songs that, you know, I kind of came up with. And part of the uh, whole deal with uh, producing and making records is uh, the whole game is matching up good artists with good songs. Yeah. And that's what a lot of bands and a lot of artists don't realize in order to get to the next level you got to have good songs but dude so, uh, everything's subjective what's a good hardcore song or what's a good rap song or what's a good rock song so you know it when you hear it yeah exactly that that's really what it comes down to it's just like one of those things where like immediate hooks help and i'm a sucker for immediate immediate hooks that come from bands like say the beatles or cheap trick or elvis costello and things like that yeah yeah, and uh, sure enough, because I, I, I was sitting here going, I was like, I, I only see three comments. I know we had to have had more than that. And then sure enough, I just had to scroll. It, uh, Facebook loves screwing me up when it comes to... Uh, Didn't, hasn't it done this for like the past few every episodes? Every time it does this. And this is, <laughs> it's annoying as hell. Yeah, so it's like I checked That's Facebook. Hilarious. I checked my app just to see. I was like, there's no way. Now, we've been running this long. We've been running 25 minutes. There's ain't no way no one's been commenting yet anyone. I was like, how the hell would Tyler not uh, chip in and talk about it? I know. I'm sitting here going, up, I'm like, buddy? I know Tyler's watching this. What the fuck? Yeah, what's up, Tyler, David, Michelle, Mama? Yeah, Mama so, Clayton. So, so now I can see everyone on there. But yeah, um, so y'all, you guys had a pre-pro day and... Um, the following day, we just rolled in and, and just got started. And uh, yeah, Joey laid out some great drums for you. That's right. We had Joey O'Brien, formerly of Biters, and mm -hmm. who currently you know goes out and tours and records with every other rock and roll band in the country yeah, right now. Yeah, he's in too. A Rambler right now. And I checked his Instagram, and it looks like it says he's playing drums for Gunpowder Gray. And me. And yes, you on two songs, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> me, motherfucker, me. He had some like he had some cool fucking drum parts. I can't wait for y'all oh, to Oh yeah, this and, shit. and the two of y'all clicked. Like, you he know, was, when it when it came to like, you know, kind of figuring stuff out. Yeah, exactly. because he's a solid one of the more you know a good when you play with a good drummer, a good solid oh, yeah. rock and roll drummer like that. It's kinda like playing with somebody like DJ. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I know exactly what DJ you mean. or Christian or like mm -hmm. those like really solid movement guys. Yeah. Yeah, and I, dude, he cut us to room tracks and like, yeah, I know Tyler. Thanks, thanks. Tyler. Yeah. You are the tard, not me. Uh, yeah, and I would say he he did his drum tracks, those two songs, within like, what, an hour and a half, two hours yeah. after the first record? Probably, probably just in and out in two hours, including setup. Yeah. No, it, it was wicked fast. And, and tracking all your uh, your guitars and bass, uh, you know, that out pretty quick, too. <laughs> well, the bass was a whole lot easier because I fucking kept clamming up playing guitar and shit like that. Yeah, so, so yeah, you knocked out your bass stuff really quick. And then uh, when it came to the guitar, you were tracking one. And uh, one of my favorite things is I had to stop midway through and Dan and Tuck uh, were both just like, dude, what the fuck? He's like, motherfucker, what are you clawing this shit for? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you, you are clawing this thing like a motherfucker. So, and, and what it wound up being, because uh, I was even telling Tony about this today, too. I was like, Super Jet's going to sound a lot better. And he's like, why? I said, we figured out Cap's tuning problem. I said, it's not that he doesn't know how to tune a guitar. Just that, I just I, thought you had the worst fucking problem tuning guitars. It's just that I, can, I thought you could not figure out how to tune a guitar to save your fucking life. Because I can't play like a goddamn caveman. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's why I'm just sitting here going, I'm like, you know, Mikey will just 
bang the fuck out of his guitar and, you know, knock the strings, you know, loose. But, you know, I'm just sitting here going, I'm like, Cap doesn't do that. He has really good right hand control. You know, he's not knocking these strings loose. What the and, fuck is going on? And that's the thing. I paid so much attention to my right hand for the longest time that I never really, you know, gave a shit about my left hand for a minute for some reason. Yep. And then uh, and then Dan and Tuck immediately called it out. They were like, you are clawing oh. that note. What was happening is you were so tense and stressed that you were playing, but while you were playing, your finger was slowly pulling the string down, <laughs> bending the it. note. <laughs> That's just how I played for the longest time. And uh, now it, and that and I have shitty guitars at home. Not sh- quote unquote shitty. I don't have I don't have good guitars, if yeah. that makes any sense. No, no, because we're, again, we're poor jobless <laughs> musicians. I got a shit ton of guitars. <laughs> None of them are like super duper like uh, pro ready, but it kind of, but that whole experience, like even with like the, uh, you know, he's, he said boot camp going into it, and that was the boot camp treatment. It's like yeah. fucking Cobra Kai or some it, shit it was, like that. It was boot camp because he really didn't change your songs at all. No. He was just like, motherfucker, I know what you want this to sound like, and you're not playing it how you want it to sound. No, exactly. And, and he was just like, this is how you play what you want to play. And then showed you one little trick, and you're just like, oh, fuck. And then like maybe... 10 minutes later, he was just like, yep, there's your riff right there. Dan, hit record. <laughs> no, because no, he, he's like... He, he, he did a really good job directing you. And he's a really good... Uh, he's a he's a solid, just overall, like, brilliant musician, too. Yeah. With, uh, with theory and, like, how to apply, like, hooky harmonies and things mm-hmm. like that. I'm not as... Um, learned it if you will as far as like theory i and ain't learned like that, that good i ain't learned that good <laughs> I, i'm from brownsville tennessee cut me a break <laughs> but no i had to uh up my uh knowledge on a uh, theory and up my knowledge on uh you know uh vocal training and things like that too mm-hmm. because i'm a new singer yeah, at the same this, time th- this was your first time really first in the time vocal booth the aside mic. from doing like some woes and hey and shit Pretty like much. that no it was the, it was Weird because like it was the first time uh, in that practice room. That was the first time I put any of these songs with like a drummer or like a different musician other than me. Right, because uh, the other thing too is you know with, with the fill-ins, you know I do have a tendency to wind up manhandling that to death, and I, I've been trying to be a lot more conscious of making sure that you know everyone kind of has their say a little bit more. But I, I, it's something I still work hard on, but. With this, I wanted to make positively sure that I wasn't putting my fingers in any of it. So it's like I would hear this motherfucker playing this shit over and over <laughs> and over here. And I would hear something and I'm just like, ah, oh, if he would do this. Oh. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. This is his. This is his. Dude, work on your filling stuff. You've got filling shit to work on. Don't work on his shit. You've got your own shit to work on. <laughs> so, like, even through all that, and at one point, um, uh, Tuck turned to me. He's like, "You playing bass on this?" Uh, like during the um, uh, rehearsal, and I was just like, "Ah, no, no, I don't know the songs." He's like, "Y'all are roommates, right?" <laughs> and I was right? just like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I should have pitched them to you. Well, if if I get some shows with them, uh, <laughs> it'll be you, me, and wh- whoever we want to put on whatever instrument. Yeah, but no. So it's, I, I just thought that was funny, though. Yeah, but but that was but that was the reason, though. Is, you know, I did not want to you know intrude at all. So you know, it was really fun just kind of sitting back and watching you know you guys work through stuff and just kind of seeing just you like, go just like that, just not fucking around, not wasting yeah. any time. Even with like, uh, it was funny. Like you know, Tuck would like fucking produce the shit out of me, but then uh, Tuck would be in the hot seat and Dan would produce the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so let, let's let's talk about uh, a first here for you. Uh, you um, 
First time in the vocal booth. First time in the vocal booth. So af- after years of hearing me struggling and going back and forth and doing different shit, how was it on the flip side of that now? I mean, I didn't feel like any pressure uh, by it other than the fact that I uh, other than the fact that I struggled a little bit, you know, getting the uh, getting uh, pitch and things like that correct. But just from writing shotgun on vocal sessions with you for so many years and yeah. working with like different singers, like say Kelsey mm-hmm. or like uh, other folks I've uh, worked with in Daigle. Charlotte. Yeah. Daigle too. Just uh, kind of knowing how recording vocals works. That kind of made that a whole lot easier. Just knowing I was going to take about at least 10 takes with uh, any of my, with uh, any of my singing and understanding that it takes a while. Even if you do the proper ex- exercises that it takes a minute to get your voice warmed up. Oh yeah, for sure. And and, and and to even kind of give you a little bit of, you know, comfort, it's like no one ever gets their vocal on like the first two or three takes. That's your no. warm up take, period. I, I don't know. Even when I was doing, uh, when I was cutting vocals for my, pre, uh, my pre-pro demos over at Justin's, it was the same deal. Yeah. But it always helps where, if... Uh, if the environment is encouraging when you're doing vocals, mm-hmm. we worked with uh, when we did Tyler's record. Uh, Cole was just wanting a scratch vocal track, and yeah. he had never cut a vocal in his life, and he's super nervous because mm-hmm. it's a very nerve wracking thing if you've never been on the mic before, or oh, yeah. just one or scared of what it's going to sound like. Mm-hmm. But then once he got comfortable and saw that you know we weren't making fun of him and just being like, "Hey, dude, no, you're figuring it out. Hey, how about something like this?" You know, and just kind of yeah. helping him out. Some by the end of it, you know, he he was able to he he felt a lot more comfortable with it. So yeah, if if you're in a situation like we have also been in before, where midway through the vocal take, you get a no 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 that's not right. It it, it gets a little bit hard to you know. <laughs> Feel feel enthusiastic when you only, know. Only happened to me doing a vocal take. It only happened to me once when I couldn't hit it. Ah, and I got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was backup vocals. <laughs> That's true. That doesn't count. Harmonies don't count. You you did your main vocal without getting kicked out. <laughs> only got kicked out once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've kicked myself out before. Shit, trying to think about. Seriously, there there was one time when I was doing everything in my power to uh, make this specific person happy with a vocal take, and nothing I was doing was fucking working. And it's like, and and I could, I could see the slight slump midway through, meaning like I didn't do what he I wanted to hear again. And I, I remember just taking off the headphones and just walking out of the booth and just being like, nope, nope, hold on. I disappeared for like 10 minutes and came yeah. back. I was like, let me do it again. <laughs> again, that was just wrong vibes. And yep. it's, like, like I was saying, it's supposed to be a comfortable environment if you're tracking vocals. And that's one of the reasons also why I had a great time just kind of sitting back filming and not feeling the pressure um, in the studio because one... I didn't have to fucking do anything. Eventually, I got pulled in there for a tambourine just because I know I can knock that out yeah. quick. And we were just under a time frame under that last day. And it was just like, we need to do tambourines quick. And you were just like, he can do it. I'm like, fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready to work today, but I guess so. <laughs> yeah, see you, Wes. Uh, talk Take to it easy, uh, Wes. See you in the Discord. Which, by the way, folks, if you want to join up in the Discord, just click that Discord link in the title up there. It's free. It's fun. It's like the old AOL days. And I'm manic. And I jump between subjects really fucking fast so back to the studio um it was really cool to be back in a studio again and also in an environment that felt um welcoming and open to creativity open to creativity even while on a uh, quote-unquote time crunch yes because 
things were quickly sussed out. Yeah. That there were quick yes and no's. There were a lot of yeses and only a few no's. And you got to be in an environment like that if you're trying to make, you know, quote unquote hit records. I don't know. We're not making hit records, but good songs. If you're making like, good you, songs, you have under to go into frame. it with at least that mindset. You do. I think you, I agree with that. You got want to go in there with and leave with uh, A plus material. Yeah. And, and I and I definitely think you walked out of there with two really fucking A plus songs and and you wouldn't have walked out of there with two A plus songs if you hadn't have put that time into it beforehand. Exactly. And uh that's just part of it too, is just building a nice uh foundation. Mm-hmm. And if any tweaking needs to be done here and there, that's just icing on the cake. I learned yeah. that I learned that from recording uh, Kelsey's record. She just had the songs on a fucking ukulele or an acoustic guitar and all we did was just fucking add color to it. Yeah, exactly. And and and, I, and doing all that actually got me really fired up because uh, in the background during all of this also uh, we have been working on new fill-ins material. Yes, we have actually been uh, writing some lyrics for the uh, for the uh, untitled song today. Cool, because that one's been a bitch. <laughs> I got a little because, something, man, something it's on like, it. Because again, the thing we've bitched about for the last year or so doing this show is is the God, think about that. We're almost up to a year. Or we're almost up to hundred. We're almost up to a hundred episodes. I was gonna say it's been over a year, brother. Yeah, I know it's been over a year, but we're almost up to a hundred episodes. I know it. This That's is eighty five, right? It's eighty five. Right on. It's also part of the reason I've been kind of taking it easy. I want to do something special for a hundred, and I don't have anything planned yet. And I'm like, we need to take it slow for a little bit, so I yeah. got some time to plan this out. <laughs> Another fifteen weeks at least. Yeah, I, I bought us a little bit more time. Trust me, we're going to do more regular episodes again because, hey, again, we don't have jobs, so we don't have an excuse to not do episodes. Which is why I was saying earlier, why we didn't have an excuse for why <laughs> so, uh, you got to hear this isn't coming out until Sunday. The Patreons are fucking tip jar now. <laughs> yeah, Patreon.com slash Something Good Network, dollar a month, so many shows extra a week, so many do shows. It. Yeah, Jared, we're up to like two years. Tyler says he gets yelled at every time he records vocals. He should get yelled at every time he walks in a studio. I, I <laughs> yeah, and then he also says, give me melodies and I'll write your lyrics for you. Man, but then that's ghost writing. I like writing my own shit. I like, I like being able to write something that, you know, at least I believe in. At least with, at least it's, uh, I don't want it to be no it, 90s emo grunge sh- bullshit lyrics. Oh, shit. Is oh, it, yeah. I went there. <laughs> is, is, is I'll it, write you hit. <laughs> is it ghostwriting if it's within the band writing lyrics for you no because i think that's within the band it, it, that that totally works i agree no because um yeah tyler tracks are for kids uh no because you wrote lyrics for hate personally mm-hmm. um not a whole lot on uh on time is now, but a little here and there on personally or on a, uh, I never heard of them. Yeah. I would say about, um, I, um, I just had bits here and there on a bunch of the songs. I did dramatic or put up, or I built a skeleton for that one. I think. And yeah. Musically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, you've had your episode. He goes, get me on this shit. I'll fight you. Yeah. You had your chance to fight me and you didn't do nothing other than, <laughs> Anyway, this is, me, this is me punching you, Tyler. But yeah, um, the audio listeners on this after the fact are like, oh, this it. episode sucks. <laughs> what um, is he talking about? <laughs> you have to be here, man. Um, yeah, 
you you've you've helped out with a good bit of uh stuff and then mikey's done a good bit of writing so no i i feel that it has to be pretty symbiotic and you know and kind of have everyone involved i didn't feel more comfortable as a writer until really in the last year or so yeah no and, and that makes sense um I don't know it, because it, I was a guitar player first. I was a guitar player first, and we uh, you spend so much time as a guitar player, you know, just trying to be the best guitar player you possibly can be, and uh, you kind of put the lyrical content and everything else kind of second with that frame of mind. I know a lot of guitar players and a lot of music fans in general that are like that. They'll just hear the music first and then just go along with it, even if the lyrics are dumb. Like say, fucking a lot of Van Halen songs, for example. Even Van Halen will tell you like it doesn't matter how good the guitar solo is if the song sucks the song sucks but he put out a lot of crappy songs too every song i mean <laughs> we can talk about that later that's a whole other, that's a whole other episode if you don't like that opinion call the voicemail hotline 513-463-SGFY call the number leave a voicemail you'll get on the show but yeah um that that's something else i've kind of been looking forward to with this nice batch of songs though because um because every band says what's on this podcast in particular, like every band we listen to, what does every band hate doing? Writing lyrics. Yeah. And and it and and I think the reason I hate it is because I, I wind up overthinking it and I try I, I can't write nonsense lyrics. Like I listen to some songs and I'm like, these lyrics don't make any fucking sense, but I love the song. How oh, like my brain doesn't do that. I don't know how my brain did with one of the titles. It's a nonsense title, but I think it just it was just two words that sounded cool and that's why I went with it. Yeah. No, and and that makes sense. Just like dumb shit like that is just what glam songs and pop songs are made out of, I think. <laughs> well, no. And, and yeah, that that absolutely does. And, and the thing is is um even with um uh, the new material we've been doing, we, we wound up having to scrap an entire structure of lyrics because we were forcing it too hard. Exactly. And if you're forcing it, it just doesn't make the song good at all. Yeah. It's like I, we came up with a really good first and last chorus and like a couple lines, but this like th there was more to go than what we had written. And, and the ones we were getting down just felt so forced. It's just like, eh. Yeah. That, and, if you, and that happens with a lot of... Uh, more often than you think especially if you're trying to build a good song yeah it does and dumb shit like that is a good title <laughs> thanks jared <laughs> yeah that's a good country song <laughs> well we, we have a we have a title similar to that we'll, we'll go ahead and say it on this one I, I gave a little bit of a tease on it earlier because just god fuck this year right. and, and basically this is that's kind of the uh description of the song it's just called um uh, something's got to give but that's a good title though yeah so there, there you go dumb shit like that something's got to give <laughs> drinking drinking beer at my truck and dumb shit like that I, that's what i, I hear I, I i thought you were about to uh throw a jab at me and be like drinking again my friends <laughs> Here on the podcast with you. Oh God, Jared. Uh, Jared also threw out the idea of uh, take a live caller. I don't know. I don't know if I should take a fucking live caller. No one's left us a voicemail yet. Usually, got you guys are like right on the fucking ball, leaving voicemails. But man, I I ain't got nothing this time Jared. around. I, I don't know if I want to open it up to a uh, live caller. If none of you guys even want to call up just to chit chat and you know give us a little bit of content to talk about. Jared, you want to call us up and talk about that one time we went to the Claremont Lounge? 
It was fun as hell. <laughs> oh, God. We, we still got to have Jared on for a legit episode because this motherfucker. Yeah, Jared. Jared. Yeah. Yeah. You're commenting. So now you're content, motherfucker. This is what happens. All right. This this dude, he goes, yeah, man, I love to call on the show sometime, but I actually want to have some shit to talk about. You know, yeah, body bags are going to be doing uh, releasing some yeah. new material here soon. Body so, bags you know, are crushing yeah, it yeah, lately. Uh, b- body bags will be releasing material here soon. So, you know, uh, 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 I'll, I'll hop on when we've got something to do. No, no, Mother- no. Motherfuckers released two EPs since then and still has not come on this goddamn show. I know it. He says he hates his voice, Mr. I'm famous on a record singing background vocals with I Dusty know. too. And he's fu- he's fucking great. It, Jared would be a great episode. And, and dude, Come on, man. dude hopped on Atlanta radio with us and did that shit, but he won't hop on the podcast. Some yeah, dude, you're like radio famous already. Yeah, really? Come on, man. That that scoped podcast gets way more listens than any of this shit we do, <laughs> so. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so shit's been fucking crazy for us lately. Trying to think of like uh, other shit that from that weekend we can talk about. That was just uh, I don't know. I just like, I, but no, nah, writing songs has been a lot of fun, and this new material is going to be really fucking killer. I think. Yeah, we'll be as hobo. Uh, we'll be as hobo wolfman famous as Jared. When all this is over with. <laughs> yeah, and he was just like, oh, I was on last. And that doesn't count. It hadn't been recent. That'll be almost a that'll be almost a year from now, dude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it was so long ago I couldn't even Im- immediately think of it. So come on, you got to come back. <laughs> or call on the line and just like talk shit. I miss yeah. you. Guys. <laughs> yeah, guys. So again, uh, if you want to call it the voicemail hotline, that is 513-463-SGFY. And you know what? Yeah, I know episode 51 was all you. I'm sure you're proud of it. <laughs> I'm actually, kidding, actually, we got some new music that dropped today from uh, one... Uh, Spaceman. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll talk about that a little bit. That that's that that's my uh, backpack. Co- that's my uh, breaking case of emergency content information. We'll, we'll definitely it's go through that. Stellar though. collection of just you know a plus cover material. From oh, absolutely. All your favorite bands. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Including Paul Revere and the Raiders. <laughs> well, before we even get into all of that, we do actually have one voicemail, and let's take a wild guess as who left us a voicemail here. Oh, boy. Uh, is it not going to... Oh, man, oh, I have my volume down. Love you. There we go. Let's start yep. that one over, Try that we? again. Yeah. Small technical difficulties. It's the first voicemail of the night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Alex? I just want to come on here and say that you're a... Fucking bitch! <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take a wild guess who that could have been. <laughs> What's up, Tyler? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Again, just if you if you shout out want- to Tyler's family too for like yeah, providing they, hospitality it- for like. For twice now. Yeah, I, I was actually talking to his mom for a second earlier today too. Uh, uh, seriously, uh, when we went down to uh, track with him for the Witherspoons, and well, when you went down to track for the Witherspoons, and then uh, when you went down to track with Tuck, uh, we we basically bummed in uh, his basement uh, both times, and and his folks are just the absolute best. So seriously, huge shout out to the Reese family. They they are amazing people. I hope his mom is enjoying the the girly vodka. 
I got four. <laughs> they're they're the uh, they're the Georgia Smiths. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> With the hospitality and kindness toward uh, you know all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. That wasn't you. Was I've that got your collar- sister? <laughs> I've I've got caller ID on here. Oh, is your sister? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got caller ID on here. I know it was you. <laughs> Sister picked up his phone to start calling yeah, you. Yeah, right, right. Of course, the, the the person that has not talked to me at all started doing that. Sure. <laughs> no, maybe she's just like legit mad at you and like hates you and it's like you're a bitch for like just hanging out downstairs like, with our brother you, and just you have not affecting even said our safe schedule. <laughs> I hate you. You don't know me. <laughs> I was gonna say this couch bed is in the way of my life. <laughs> it is so out of your life. <laughs> you touch my ping pong paddles. <laughs> It's a nice ass ping pong setup they got in there too. Oh yeah, they got a little game room and everything. I've not played. I've actually never, never played ping pong before until that day. Now we're being called fake news from Tyler. (laughs) Nice, thanks, buddy. You didn't have like a well. Wait, uh, did you ever? No, I never had a parents that that had a fucking game room cap. No, I'm talking talking about uh, going to school or like, did you ever go to school when you were? No, I never went to school, cap. When you were going to public school, did you have like a gym and all that? Yeah, we had PE. Yeah, they had like uh, they all didn't have like ping pong tables in or anything like that. For some reason, we had like ping pong tables in the junior high and the high school gyms. We had dodgeball and tears. Dodgeball teams. <laughs> That's what our PE class had. Your fucking PE t- uh, coach, the uh, guy in the wheelchair from fucking dodgeball, Rip Torrent. <laughs> no, that, that's actually not fair. Uh, all, all my PE teachers, except for one, was actually really nice because um, I was homeschooled up until second grade. And then uh, halfway through, what's the first year of middle school? Sixth grade? Uh, seventh grade. For middle school? Yeah. It was, it was seventh grade for me. You know what? I think in South Carolina, fifth grade was the last year of elementary, and then sixth started middle school. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Well, either way, halfway through, right. halfway through whatever the first year of middle school was, I got pulled back out again, did homeschool till the rest of the time till I graduated. And um, so no, so I only had a short time of PE teachers. Uh, throughout my time in elementary, we had the same. I want to say we had the same PE teacher, and that dude was really cool. He looked like a Chad, yeah, but. He did not actually act like a Chad. He he was like a cool dude. Like 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 this this is the like he he reminded me of the kind of guy that was like if you were sixteen outside if you were Jay and Silent Bob and it outside the fucking Quick Stop, dude would actually buy you some beer. You know, it's like he'd just be like, you know, don't tell your folks, hey, you know, and just just walk away, you know. A real Josh Carter. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very, thank you, thank you. He was very much a Josh Carter. Good spirit about him, but you know, still didn't tolerate no bullshit in PE. Exactly. You know, sit the fuck down. You know, all this other stuff. But you know, he, he, he when we were all standing up in line, he'd be like, you know, all right, kids, you know, it's time to, uh, time to do this. Is gonna we're gonna be doing this, and, I, uh, and he's like, and I rhyme every time. Oh, and I'm poet and didn't know it. You know, and just stuff like that. Oh my so, god. You know, he, he would try to make. I don't it know fun. about that. <laughs> he would try to make it fun. Out of all the other sourpusses there, he was actually really nice. Uh, is there a line between being a sourpuss and being just like real extra chipper? Just he wasn't too chipper. Okay. He wasn't too chipper. Um, but then in middle school, uh, my PE te- my PE teacher was Steven Tyler. <laughs> Seriously, a lesbian that looked exactly like fucking Steven Tyler, That's dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> Wide ass fucking mouth had the fucking. 
I thought you meant like never thing. I, I thought you meant like his, the actual name was Steven Tyler. No, <laughs> it, it was this very much butch lesbian that looked exactly like fucking Steve or Steven Tyler, and that's all I could think of the entire time. I worked with a guy named uh, who's a white guy named Chris Rock. Oh, <laughs> I worked with a guy named OJ. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't get teased at all growing up. Oh, God. No, the guy, the guy uh, Chris Rock I worked with uh, told me a story one time about actually going to see Chris Rock and going up to the box office and getting his ID checked and the uh, guy behind the uh, ticket booth going, no way. <laughs> <laughs> how, how is that so hard for him to get, though? Be like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> or, no, he's just probably just like, I know at that point. <laughs> but yeah, so it's so that. And I really didn't, <laughs> in uh, elementary school, you had to fucking do P.E. I found out. I loved P.E. I've, well, I did. I was a nerd. I wanted to sit I was a nerd, too, but dodgeball was fun. Fuck that. I was, we were redneck boys from West Tennessee. We loved dodgeball. <laughs> I, I was in the middle of fucking redneck town, and I still couldn't abide that shit. Dude, I, I, I may have been born in Charlotte, but I spent a good minute of my time in Gaffney, South Carolina, and that shit is a fucking, like, entrance to nowhere land i mean you you I can imagine, you, you have yeah. to fucking claw out of that fucking city or it will drag you the fuck down no joke it, seriously like so and that it's just it's one of those kind of places and i lived there for a good bit of my life before um mom remarried and we moved up to roanoke okay and um but yeah so but when i was down there I, I still could not give a fuck about cars or any of that shit. I just wanted to go inside, play with my Nintendo 64, and later on my GameCube. And uh, see, right there, Michelle's with me. Gaffney? Ugh, no, but thank has anything you. good to say about Gaffney? No, fuck that place. Cherokee County, right here. Uh, used to be right off Gotra School Road, because I, I actually went to Gotra Elementary. But yeah, fuck that place. And um, but no, I didn't give a shit about you know cars or any of that. I just wanted to play it, sit inside, and play my video games. So, you know, even all that, I did not care about PE. And I made this one another nerdy friend. Uh, I can barely remember his name. Um, I think I remember his last name. But I don't want to uh, give it out. But um, we were sitting up in the uh, bleachers, and. This motherfucker didn't have an excuse. He was a string bean. But I was a little fatty. And uh, this little fatty did not feel like doing P.E. anymore. And he hit me to the information of, well, you know, P.E. is elective. I'm like, what? I think it was mandatory for us. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you can fail P.E. and you'll, you'll still graduate. I was like, no. I was like, really? I mean, I mean, but of course, it's just. Well, that blew my fucking mind as a kid. I was like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me I can, I can tell them I'm not going to do it and they can't make me do it? And he's like, nah, dude. It's like, holy shit. That, that sounds like a South Park episode. <laughs> hey, it really was. It's like really what it felt like. I was just like, holy shit. You got to be kidding me. And this was before fucking cell phones. So it's not even like I had a reason. I just didn't want to fucking do it. I'd rather sit and do nothing than do P.E. <laughs> I was about to ask would you just bit. Would you just uh, ditch P.E. Just go hang out in the fucking parking lot or something? No, like we that? still. It's, no. So this was the rule. Um, if we didn't want to do P.E., that was fine. But we had to sit up in the bleachers. Okay. We couldn't leave. So uh, even though, you know, we couldn't leave, sitting up in those fucking bleachers talking with my one semi-buddy was way better than fucking sitting. And we would make fun of them, too. We'd be sitting up there and be like, look at them all them doing those jumping jacks. Actually, now that you mention it, I think it was about like five or six, like three or four of us that would do uh, 
would do sh- uh, things like that, or uh, the rest of the class would do like stra- more like strenuous activities and shit like that. And then the three of three or four of us would be sitting in the bleachers playing with our fucking Pokemon cards and shit like that. Yep. No, I, I think I think the rule was we had to do like certain warm ups, mm-hmm. like um, like like. I don't think jumping jacks were included in that, but like certain stretches, like we had to at least do the stretches. But then when it came to like doing the sit ups and jumping jacks and pull ups and shit, just kind of that, like, at that point, that's when you're allowed to elect out. And I was just like, hey, back up to the bleachers. Just pitching like every other kid, just kind of like half ass in it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no. I, I had an ass full of PE in elementary school of motherfuckers making me run around the fucking. I was gonna uh, say doing laps and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, fuck that. I was done when I found out. I didn't have to do that shit anymore. I was just like, if this doesn't count toward my education, fuck this. <laughs> I was picturing like kids these days, like doing laps around the gym. You know how like gym teachers don't give a fuck if you're walking or running. Just picturing little kids with little cell phones now, just kind of walking. Little kids with little cell phones. You know, opposed to little kids with big cell phones. You know what? Or big kids with little cell phones. <laughs> I know a lot of big kids with little I'm cell a phones. Big kids with little cell phones. <laughs> it's like that episode of uh, fucking uh, SNL with Will Ferrell with a tiny phone. For those that are just listening, uh, I'm gonna annoy the hell out of you right now. It goes like this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Slowly opens up this tiny ass little flip phone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and man. It feel it's so weird because all of that just feels like so far away. Like, do you have you ever thought back to like? Because you still have, probably have vivid memories of like elementary and like middle school days. I think about that a lot, and we're gonna. I think we're the first full on uh, generation that uh, that where everybody you, we can look at like most people our age, and we can all agree that we've watched a porno on the internet. <laughs> That's a random thing to pull, but okay. Explain. Or, or that was like super early. Explain. Or that access was super early in our lives, you know? Yeah. Like people like took it when people took advantage of it. And it's like one of those deals as you get older, which is like, wow, we were exposed to shit like that very easily at a very young age. All right. Well, since you broached that topic, uh, how old were you when you saw your first porno? Because I'm assuming you saw your first pair of titties online. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Or, you know, your first legit porno online. It was like sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. Oh, damn. I had you beat, bro. Oh, yeah? Third grade. Oh, damn. (laughs) Blew your fragile little mind, didn't it? Oh, bro. I was just like, wait a minute. You know what? Oh, shit. (laughs) You know what I mean, though? Like, our parents and stuff like that never put up with shit. Didn't have that when they were kids. Oh, yeah. No, no. Seriously, it was like third or fourth grade for me. I figured that out quick. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, oh. That's okay. My fucking uh, my uh, best friend, one of my best friends, um, growing up, uh, uh, his mom was my sex ed teacher yeah. in sixth grade. So I was sitting there just watching on like, Mama Garrett hadn't told me about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, what's a bukkake? What? <laughs> And it's just like growing up with a bunch of like uh, with a bunch of redneck boys too. So it's just all kinds of just fucked up lingo and fucked up turns regarding all this kind of stuff too. Uh, were any of the kids uh, always bragging about shit that, in retrospect, you're less like, no, that never happened? Of to course, you. of oh course. God. Oh my god, yeah, there there were. Um, yep, horror movie titties too. Good call, Jared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's why I clarified earlier because I was sitting here, and I was like, no, no, no. Was, I, I remember, I, I remember seeing boobs on other things before, but yeah, be, movies, on, on, like online was the first time seeing like legit going at it. Look at what this show has been reduced to. Everybody's talking about my first pair of boobs. Was. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, come on. It's something good for you. Boobs are good. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, first pair of boobs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, that was that era where everything was just like, everything was hypersexualized too. This was like the era of fucking like, uh, where WWE was just like basically porno at that point too. And Howard oh, Stern yeah, being dude. on TV and shit like that. Oh, yeah. No, I remember... Um no, there, there, there were even kids like in third and fourth grade talking about like I went to the roller rink and this girl took me in the bathroom. Oh yeah, and just did, like did out, this, that, and the other, yada, 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 censor, censor, outlandish shit. Yeah, and I'm just sitting here going like my first thought is just like whoa, but then also like there's no way. That's what, that's He's what, like yeah, exactly. Like, that's what? what kids do. They just try to one up you and shit. Uh huh. Like but that. then I'm also sitting here going, but then, but then it's like it always twinges in the back of your head going. But, but what maybe, if? But maybe it did happen. <laughs> Why would he lie about it? But then, of course, of course he would lie about it. <laughs> and me and all my friends have been going to school together since we were in kindergarten. Like, we all grew up together, and, like, you know, everybody's starting to date each other. It feels kind of weird for a minute. Especially when they talk about fucked up shit like that as teenagers. Yeah, that was uh, that was one thing I was able to thankfully avoid to a point. Um, since I wound up not really... When I was in middle and uh, grade school, I really didn't click in with a lot of different groups. Because, again, Gaffney, South Carolina, being a tiny little hick town, you know, if you didn't like country or rap, you were the oddball out. And this little motherfucker is strolling into fucking third grade wearing, you know, Kiss t-shirts and wearing, you know, Peter Chris makeup to Halloween parties, which there's proof of that on my Instagram. Someone actually just found me on Facebook, added me and tagged me in a bunch of their uh, old um, uh, yearbook photos. And uh, that was one of them I saw. And and looking at the background closely, I was able to slowly figure out out it had to be some sort of like school function. And yeah, I'm in a Kiss t-shirt with Peter Chris makeup on. And so it's is like this motherfucker strolling into a bunch of you know hicks and you know wannabe rappers yeah. i of course did not you know get along with fucking anyone there and then by middle school i found punk rock so now this motherfucker's coming in with fucking bleach blonde hair ripped up jeans and a ramones t-shirt you know and everyone else is wearing saggy jeans and baggy shirts and i'm just like great i still don't fit in no so i wound up not really making a lot of friends that um i wound up getting to the point of feeling affected if they dated each other. That didn't really happen until my friend group in Wingate start we all started hanging out some. Gotcha. Um uh the ward um <clears throat> the ward uh kids um uh Dalton uh basically, and, uh, basically Mikey, Steven and a bunch of all of those people. Some of the girls that were hanging around at that time started kind of bouncing and then that's when it got a little weird because then it was just like ooh, wait a minute like a year ago you were dating like so-and-so was dating her and now you are and it, it kind of that's what happens in it made scenes. it a little weird for a minute that's what happens in scenes they become little high school fucking clicks yeah everybody and, everybody's getting together with each other and things get weird and shit yeah and it's like technically it shouldn't no it, it definitely shouldn't but but i ain't there yet no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't there yet. <laughs> no, but that's just that's again, that's just happen that shit just happens in scenes, whether uh people want it to happen or not. Yeah. It's weird, man. I went for years and didn't even think about Gaffney or like any of that stuff that, you know, went on back then. But like within the last week or so, 
I decided to like pull up Google Maps and like kind of see if there was certain little areas I could still see um, and just other little random stuff. And then, like I said, getting tagged in those old yearbook photos from for, from like second, third and fourth. Oh, grade. yeah, I'll get shit like that every now it, and then. It, it's too. just really weird how like within the last week or so, a bunch of stuff has lined up to where, you know, I have to think about it more. I hear you. Now, with uh, where I grew up, uh, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but I was listening to all kinds of weird music that I couldn't uh, share with a lot of uh, my friends in school because, again, this was like early early 2000s where uh, Eminem and, uh, see, Garth Brooks, and yeah, like you were saying, a lot of rap and a lot of country were the shit, and I'm here uh, over there, list- I'm over there listening to all my weird rock music mm-hmm. and uh, wanting to play guitar like all those rock bands where everybody's just... Everybody else is just like, man, why don't you learn Skinner? And I'm like, I learned Skinner, and I want to learn other things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that was the thing too. Is uh, mom was really cool, and you know, she she got me a guitar at a pretty early age, and I and I wound up just not doing anything with it. And um, I made what I made one legit friend. Um, we didn't. We wound up not really going to school together much because you know, in grade school, like elementary school, even though. And today, when you really think about it, there's not a difference between second and third graders. Yeah. But when you're in school, if you're a third grader, a second grader is a fucking baby. Exactly. You know, you're when you're adults. in fourth when you're in fourth grade, screw all these kids. You know, know I'm it. in fucking fourth you're grade. You're doing grown now. ass men yeah, shit. I, I'm at fourth a grown grade. ass man now. I don't <laughs> talk to these fucking third and second graders. I can multiply and divide. Not yeah, like, motherfucker. I write in cursive now. I can oh, sign cursive my writing. name. Remember when <laughs> remember when that when that was when, Yeah, when when that actually fucking mattered. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's like i'm just like you know whatever and um i forgot where i was fully leaving with that no I, I made one legit friend but we didn't hang out a lot because his birthday landed really weird he should have only been one grade behind me but he was two grades behind me only oh. because of where his birthday landed oh that's dumb i was about to i was about to be like oh that's because he was dumb no oh, no 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 <laughs> no but, but you know those kids the kids that just wind up not getting in the right grade they should because be they either get a grade ahead or a grade behind oh, because yeah. of their fucking birthday yeah same shit that happened to him so i always thought that was so unfair it, it was so I, I really didn't get to you know hang out with him a lot in school and the only time i did get to see him was uh his mom ran a daycare service and um mom worked full-time there for a little bit so i wound up seeing him there but um when we were hanging out and stuff he was slowly getting into music and stuff so he was like the first guy i was kind of like mapping out wanting to do a band with i was about to ask if y'all ever did yeah i mean he he never by the time uh, I had moved away from Gaffney, uh, he had stopped. Uh, he had not really gotten a guitar and actually started to learn yet. But it was always like, the, I want I'm, I want to play music too one day kind of thing. And it was just like, yeah. okay, well, you're going to do this and you're going to oh. be great. So we're let's go ahead and map it out now. You know, that kind of thing. That's all it was. I totally had one of those friends too. I still talk to him today. Yeah. Still one of my really good friends. I'll talk to this guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still one of my really good friends. He still talks about playing drums and things like that too. He's He's got, he doesn't have time to play drums in a band or anything like that, but he's still really good and still fucks around with it. No, that, that, that was actually a byproduct of one of the end dating situations turning very sour <laughs> you so you were like well, let's go and he was just kind of like i don't know man yeah it, it was more or less uh they're broken up now which actually huh makes me wonder what would happen if i hit him up but uh but yeah they're broken up now and it was a it was essentially given to him of a uh it's a me or him situation 
Uh, and he was like, sorry, bro. And I'm just like, all right, what the fuck ever. <laughs> well, damn, I hear you. Yeah. But it's weird in like West Tennessee, uh, if you wanted to store, or at least where I was, if you wanted to start a band and go out and play shows, you didn't have like anywhere to play or anywhere to record or anything like that. So any notion of getting out and playing music was just so fucking alien to me when I was a teenager. It, it was for me too for the longest time. When I, when I lived in Gaffney, the only things I had for solace and kind of like a mental getaway was uh, mom was always really cool about getting me Nintendo games. She, she would always hook me up with the newest system within a year or so after coming out. <clears throat> so I remember having a Nintendo 64 around the time of Bugs Life. No, not Bugs Life, a little earlier than that. I was going to say, I had that game. Yeah, but it was before, it was earlier than that, because I remember when that was coming out and, ta and seeing the game for Nintendo and being like, oh, I can actually get this, and that being like the first time that really registered with me, being like, oh, there's a new game I can get for my new console, that kind of thing. Whatever. Um, but yeah, she'd always get me that or my Game Boys and then later on GameCube. So having video games was kind of the mental release, and then we would also make treks out to Spartanburg, South Carolina, and in Spartanburg, there was a pretty decent mall there. And right across the street from the mall was a comic shop. Nice. And that's when I really figured out that I liked comics. Because I knew I always liked Batman and Spider-Man from the cartoons. And then I was doing some looking around like at stuff online. And I saw this for some reason, all of a sudden, comic books just like really grabbed me just seeing them like online. And I was like, I, I want to get comics. And I remember going to like Food Line and trying to pick up a couple from the newsstands there, but then like wanting old issues. Right. And then seeing that place and just begging mommy, like, let me go in there, let me go in there, knowing that this was about to be a money pit, trying to persuade me to not, but just eventually giving in. And like, right. I remember as soon as I walked in, it's like, it could not have been a more perfect comic shop experience. Nice. I walk in, and it was that smell of the paper and the ink from all the books around. But the guy at the counter um, was just kind of leaned up against it, reading a wizard. I remember that because I remember sitting here going I, and trying to figure out. I was like, is that magazine about wizards? I don't care about wizards. Why has it got comic book stuff on it, though? That's not a wizard. You know, it's just a different <laughs> shit like that. Trying, trying to now figure my way out in this new little world I've stumbled into. And uh, he was just kind of leaning up against it. And he's just reading it. He's like, hey, welcome to the store. You looking for anything? It's like, um, no, I'm just first time here. He goes, all right, Dark Horse, DC. Marvel, independent, back there is the uh, Dungeons and Dragons tournament going on now. Uh, let me know if you need anything. And it just goes right back to reading. <laughs> just a lazy comic book Yep, and I'm boy. just like, I'm home. Sweet. And I spent like a full hour just thumbing through everything and just walked up there with a nice little stack and that and that just started it. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. There was no saving me. There was no dragging my ass out of that house for anything other than a video game or a comic book. I was not working on cars. I was not running. I was not doing anything. I ain't doing manly shit. I'm reading comic books. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck manly shit. <laughs> I, I was rebelling against um, toxic masculinity as a kid and didn't even know it. <laughs> so that's what are you saying car guys are are riddled with to toxic masculinity the guy that was trying to get me to be a car guy yes <laughs> not all car guys i won't do that but the guy trying to get me to get into cars yes hashtag not all car guys <laughs> yes hashtag not all car guys <laughs>
No, we didn't have any comic book stores. We had to go like 20, 25 minutes to this town in Jackson, Tennessee to get any video games or any like CDs or anything cool, you know? Yeah. But there was never like, but none of the kids I went to high school with got into comics or anything. I mean, like it was, it was all athletes and, you know, rednecks and jocks and shit like that. But yeah. there wasn't any, uh, there wasn't a comic book audience, uh, even amongst like the nerdy musician friend, friends of mine growing up or anything like that either. Yeah, no, and I, and I really can't think of many friends that were too much in the comics. Um, that one buddy with the uh, his mom that did the daycare, he was kind of into comics, but he liked like Spawn and like the uh, uh, like the he was a hipster comic fan. <clears throat> he likes the Dark Horse shit. Well, not specifically Dark Horse, but dark comics. Like right. he liked the the brooding, you know, um, gory kind of comics. That's more what he was into. I wanted to read Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted. You know, I don't want to know the complications of the characters in the Watchmen and how they're sociopaths. I want my, uh, you know, milk and cookie Spider-Man. Adventure. Yeah, I, I, I want poor old Peter Parker that can't, you know, pay his fucking bills, you know, can't keep his fucking relationships balanced, but still has to fucking save New York, you know, from petty crime and, you know, evil scientists. That's what I want to read about. You know, it, it's 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 a semi everyman story with a little bit of extra sci-fi in it. And that's that's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in fucking you know all this blood and gore stuff, especially as a kid. So I I really didn't have a comic confidant either. Right. <laughs> and and that's why I'm not hating over this big Marvel and DC trend right now. It's like I'm I'm happy. It's like I would have killed for this amount of fucking love for all this when I was getting into it. Well, this is the new uh. It's the new version of, uh, say, uh, what people were reading in the 70s and 80s in regards to, like, say, um, uh, you know, um, Pulp Fiction novels or graphic novels or things like that. It's new. uh, It's just the new. um, It's just part of the the zeitgeist now at this point where, like, everybody knows what all this stuff is. And it's just part of, like, uh, American culture at this point. Yeah, it really is. And, um... It's like that. Those are the things I can really pull from it from childhood that really shaped me. Video games, comic books, and Star Wars. A lot of video, and music. A lot of later on. A lot of, of video games when I was a kid too, and the video games kind of led me down all kinds of uh, you know uh, uh, franchise rabbit holes when I was mm-hmm. a kid, particularly uh, uh, Star Wars and Godzilla. And, and that and that was a weird thing. Is like I find tendencies in myself now that once I find something, I kind of just stick with it. It becomes my thing. I do that too. Even as a kid, I was like that, man. It's like, I, I for some reason, have not grown out of anything I wound up liking as a kid. Like Everyone always was like, oh, you're, you'll grow out of that stuff. It's like, no. Mom took me to saw A New Hope in theaters, and I puked from the amount of butter that was on the popcorn <laughs> that I was shoving down my gullet, and I was so excited. And that fucking uh, last scene where fucking, I think it's Han, shoots uh, Vader's ship, and he goes spinning into space. That scene... Seeing that on the fucking re-release that came out, I'm just like, uh-oh, it's coming up. And so it's like, that that should have been, you know, maybe a traumatizing moment for me. No. It it has me hooked for life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can see on the screen. Yeah, I, I was able to poke it up high enough. It's like, it, it has, it's on me for life. It's a, you little, know? a tiny little stormtrooper. A little stormtrooper head. It's like, I, that is forever ingrained with me. Mom, mom tried hiding Kiss from me. It's like, I remember coming out of my room one day Kind of knowing the music and just being like, oh, what are you watching? She's like, go back to your room. It's like, what is this? She goes, go back to your room. I'm like, but I no, want to no, know. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, basically, I'm just like, but I want to know what this is. She's like, she's, I'm like, it looks really cool. It's like, 
no, fuck. <laughs> he was in the comics and video games. I knew he was going to like this shit. <laughs> I think I got into Kiss. It's a new obsession. <laughs> and I think I gravitated towards my obsession with that because of the Godzilla monster thing. Mm-hmm. Just four monsters, but with guitars. And same thing even happened as a kid. My first console was a Nintendo console. Mine was too. After that, I was not interested in anything else. I didn't. I was not interested in PlayStation, oh, Xbox, I would go to Sega, my, any of that. I would go to my friends, my friends' houses and play their, their PlayStations and be like, "When am I gonna get one?" Well, that was the thing. Uh, that daycare place I'd go to, they had uh, a 64, a Genesis, and a PlayStation. And he would play the PlayStation all the time, Spyro, Crash, all of that stuff. I had all that stuff. I, I'd play it with them, and just I did not have as much fun as when I went home and plugged in Super Smash Brothers Crash or Bandicoot. Super Mario World or Crash, Mario Three. It's like Crash Bandicoot is not fun, it's Spe- not, especially if like you play it. as Hot an take. adult. Especially <laughs> if you play as an adult, you're dying like every like three tries, and you're like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah, seriously. Like seriously, hot take. Spyro and Crash, I, I never enjoyed. I and did even love. to this day. And ex of mine loves Spyro, and she got the uh the redone collection. Oh, so I was I like, had all right, cool. Too. Yeah, so you know, I was like, all right, cool, I'll watch it some. And I was watching, I was like, oh, this seems kind of fun. Played it for five minutes, gave it back to her. I was like, yeah, have fun. I loved that shit. That was my favorite uh game series when I was a kid for sure. Ah, uh, see, I, I, I couldn't the stuff I could the, not abide. I love the uh, like the platform uh, style with everything uh, when I was a kid, too. The platform style of playing games. And I did, too. And that's why I like the side-scrollers like Mario was, and then uh, Mario's... The, uh, yeah, you just got the Mario collection today. Uh, yes, and that and that was, I, I, I put that out on my Instagram, too, just being like, if the live stream is late tonight, here's why. <laughs> 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 no, I, but no, so it's, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But no, the... Uh, the Nintendo 64 and the NES were the first consoles just I really played. And just after that, I just playing the other games as an adult, I'll put on Sega one or two. I mean, Sega one or two, Sonic one and two every so often. Those are games that you uh, kill time with for about 20, 30 minutes until you like get through the game over scrolls and. Yeah, and it's like I have the Sonic Mega Collection on my Switch and it's like I've, I've, I've played it maybe twice. Oh, I played it. All the time when I got it, and, and and it's fine, it's fun, but just I I've sunk more time into the Nintendo and Super Nintendo channels on the Switch way more than I have Sonic Mania. Right, <clears throat> but no, like what you said, and like David said, um, yeah, Nintendo, again, love those guys. I I will kiss their ass all fucking day. I'm a t- Nintendo bought, fanboy. They're gonna get bought out by Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going down that rabbit hole again, but um. But no, uh, the Super Mario 3D collection, the All-Stars collection came out, and I was fucking excited about that. Everyone, a lot of people were bitching about it. I couldn't give a fuck because, one, I was actually able to grab a physical copy, and I didn't have to fight anyone for it. That was nice. <laughs> Which, by the way, it wasn't until like the other day did Amazon actually sell out. So like everyone going, oh, they're all going to sell out and all the scalpers are going to get them. Bro, I bought it like two days after they announced it on Amazon. I was going to say, <laughs> say, this turnaround was really quick. Yeah, it's like I bought it two days after it was announced on Amazon and I was still able to get a copy. I mean, Jared was talking about running out to the store and getting a copy today. I mean, it's going to be available for a while. Chill. It's yeah. not like the NES Classic where they're just like, one shipment, that's it. It's like, no, they're making these until March. Chill. You can get a copy. But, but no, so it's like I wound up getting that in today, and all three of those games, I have just sunk so much time into 
That's oh how I was God. with the Spyro games. That's why I played the fuck out of those new versions when they first came out. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, the I don't know why people are bitching about it. It's a $60 collection, and you get three full-sized 3D platforming games. And it's like, those games individually were anywhere between $40 to $60 when they were new. Easily. And now you're getting three of them with not updated graphics, but uncompressed graphics. And on a collection for $60? And I have never hit pay on Amazon with a smile on my face for a $60 <laughs> total more in my life. I'm just like, this is so... If it was Mario 64 alone for fucking $60, I may have hesitated a little bit. But I probably would have still bought it because <laughs> that game alone was worth the price of admission, not including Mario Sunshine and Galaxy. Was those um, there's a lot of replay value in all three of those games too? To me, there is. I think there's a ton of replay value in them. Um, I mean, Mario three, uh, Mario sixty four. I mean, there there are so many levels to go through on that, and then even after you go through them, you can collect a hundred coins in each one. You know, all this other shit. Um, Mario Sunshine, you know, there, that's a huge, you know, you're running around an entire island cleaning, you know, cleaning up all that gunk and shit. There's a bunch of different stuff you can do on that. And then Galaxy, I mean, that was the Wii game and there was a ton of stuff packed in that. So it's like there, there is a ton of content in all three of those games. And as a Mario fan, it just makes you super stoked. Oh, absolutely. This, I, I, I made a post about it earlier. It's like the only real games I've purchased for the Switch have been and uh, Mario Kart, which was preloaded yeah. when I bought the system. That was a good fucking idea on their end. Yeah. And then I bought the Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl for 15 bucks. That's Doodle, actually pretty man. sneaky fun. Oh, yeah. It's just like a classic uh, Nintendo NES style uh, side-scroller beat-em-up uh, Double Dragon type thing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, and then I forgot I actually purchased Sonic Mania until I started talking about it just now. <laughs> That's how little uh... I played it. But no, I'm just sitting here going, I'm like, those are... Those are the only two to three games I've actually purchased. This is the third game, the actual first physical copy of a Nintendo Switch game I've purchased. And it's kind of probably going to be the last one I do I for a while. Say, that's all you'll need for a minute. It really is. It's like I now put it in the slot. It doesn't have to come out again. And I'm like, sweet. I now have another game on this system that I'm no, glad have, I have. You have again. three. Well, yes, three new games. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so... Uh, if if the spirit moves me enough, I actually might get a capture card and uh, do some streaming on that. That might be kind of fun. Pull a, pull a Johnny G. I was going to say, do a little Twitch stream with you uh, playing uh, any of those games on his feed. Yeah. Well, no, I'd, I'd do my own feed. I'd do this. Get good the feed here. Get into the, oh, there you go. Kind of bleed into uh, the Twitch community some. I don't know if I'd want to step into Twitch much, but I'd at least do it on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook's got to be good for something at some point. David, I'm not going to lie. It did run across my <laughs> mind for a split second. For a split second. David comments, he goes, first physical Switch game, taste test. Do you know the uh, like drama and controversy around all that? Actually, no, I don't. Okay. So it, it's no secret. Nintendo is, you know, very much a um, a family uh, type game company. You know, right. they, they like they like you to be able to play with friends. You know, and 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 a lot of their games, you know, they have very easy games and games geared toward more, you know, children. So, 
because they know that children are going to be handling these cartridges, these tiny little cartridges that can be easily swallowed, they were trying to think of something they could do to help prevent it some. And they actually sprayed them with a bitter agent. Okay. So if you try to taste it, it tastes horrible. So was was the problem just people were just fucking like chomping into it and just fucking now, thinking... <laughs> That's the question. Yeah, really. What I don't I don't know who the first guy was. That was just like <laughs> exactly. Ah, I got my new Nintendo Switch game. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know which window liquor decided to do that first. Jared, but Jared brings up a good good point. Is it just kids just being idiots? Just fucking right. But so 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 let's let's okay. We'll go down that rabbit hole. We'll we'll go down that path first. Let's assume it was a kid first. The kid was probably doing it in secret. Because, duh, they probably know. Don't yeah. put this in your mouth. What do they do at that point? Do they lick it and start going, eh, eh, it tastes bad. And they oh. go tattle on themselves? Yeah, really. No. Kids don't fucking tattle on themselves, especially if they feel like they've screwed up that bad. It had to be an adult that figured it out. Which then leads me down a different path, which is, like, what was fucking that? adult licked the game cartridge? You know what this looks like? It's it looks like it could be edible at least right here. Oh, you know what? No. <laughs> David's telling us to test it out on stream. No, <laughs> I touch it to I, our tone like a nine volt battery. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to lick a brand new switch cartridge cap. You can lick it first. Ooh. <laughs> I'll take the sloppy seconds on the cartridge. <laughs> not, not during COVID times. What are you crazy? <laughs> David's trying to get us killed. <laughs> oh, I know, right? David's like, fuck. They said Twitch. He's going to be moving in on my court. We can't have this. Take out the take something out. good crew now. <laughs> take them out now. Kill them with COVID. <laughs> it's going to be the next fucking like they live move. Kill them with COVID. Yeah. So now out of all the other random bullshit that fucking this year is thrown at us because fuck this year. At, at least I now have I can go back and revisit my uh, days of playing video games. And man. Have you, wrong with that. And have you ever revisited something you've not seen, heard, or seen in a long time, and you can actually smell or taste where you were back then? Absolutely. Dude, I, I played a couple minutes of Mario 64, and then I played a few minutes of uh, Sunshine. And I've legit not played Sunshine in years, because I beat it. And I was just one of those kids that's like, after I beat the game, I quit playing it. <laughs> so it's like, I beat it, and I've not played it since at least before moving to Roanoke. Has it felt like... So at least before I was 16, so well over 10 years since I played this game. And I started playing it some, and no lie, a certain note started playing, or like I got to a certain point in the town and the music changed, and dead serious, I tasted an old soda pop that I used to drink back then, and I could smell my usual like chicken breasts that I used to microwave like for lunches and stuff. It took me right back, and it was so freaky. <laughs> Were you just like nailing the gameplay, like you, like you never it stopped? Took, it took a minute. Uh, Mario sixty four, I picked up immediately I was with, with, say. within like. Literally a minute of just running around the courtyard and jumping and just doing the backflips and stuff and kind of getting back integrated with it. Pick that one up like it was nothing. I, I know I'm going to breeze through that one again, but um, 
the, the, getting used to the controls and uh, Sunshine, I'm slowly getting there, but uh, it, it's taken a little bit to get back into that one. I remember that one being really hard the few times I played it. it it's hard mainly because you just have to direct the water. Yeah. People don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> oh, I know. It's the best podcast ever, isn't it? <laughs> well, man, we, we've just not had a chit-chat episode. And it's, it, we have And it's it. at least fun to, you know, kind of hang out with the chat. As much time as we spent together this month, like, doing a studio time and, like, filming and recording and shit like that, we really haven't, like, talked, just, like, shot the breeze like that in a minute. No, and, and I think it's kind of a self, subconscious thing of we know we need to do episodes, so it's like kind of save some of the generalized chit chat for that almost. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know. It, I mean, it, I, it I still I, works. I mean, I actually didn't, I didn't think about it like that. I, I figure we'd be talking more about like what we did, but we talk about, we talk about that at length, you know, on car rides and shit like that, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, I feels like we kind of, at the beginning of the show, kind of covered everything we've been doing. We, we talked about stiff media, uh, and you doing your, um, uh, all your, uh, recording and session work and such trying to figure out the trying to figure out the industry really yeah so i mean we kind of we kind of promoted that and talked about that a little bit what i'm hoping to do later on uh, with hobo wolfman records is to do a little bit more leg for uh for them and leg work for them like doing Mm -hmm. some label work and shit like that speaking of which y'all should totally check out the new uh, poison boys uh releases that they just dropped today they're pretty damn killer if you like raw power era stooges it's mm-hmm. right up your alley now it was cool as hell i heard months ago uh from danny like at the beginning of the year he was like yeah poison boys are gonna put out their new uh seven inch through us and i was and it's like and for a split second i was just sitting here going I was like oh fuck yeah poison boys are gonna be label mates this is fucking awesome right <laughs> i even like pitched it to like some guys that are like kind of in the uh the network of you know promotion that promotes this kind of music uh trying to pitch it to them and they're just like oh yeah i got my copy a while ago and i'm like oh okay well good i'm glad this is getting out mm-hmm. absolutely and i got some cool ass fucking colored vinyl that third man uh records uh pressing mm. uh, put out just the pressing yes but people still buy that shit like hotcakes yeah i mean it's, people pay attention to that label i mean they they put out really good stuff they and to, um they used to have like uh there's a record store in knoxville i used to go to that just had their own little third man section really it was that fu- it was that fucking uh bonkers wow. at that point i it was just still like relatively fresh then and everybody was doing releases through them. neil young even conan o'brien put out a fucking <laughs> seven inch through third man shit well, no, and and uh, and Danny was really uh, impressed with their work and uh, how well everything turned out. So I I have a feeling that uh, that won't be the last bit of vinyl that uh, gets shipped through that store through uh, Third Man Pressing. I believe so. <laughs> Take that as you will. Yes. No, no, and Jared also brings up a good point, which is uh, make sure you drop off the baby ping. Uh, make sure you drop uh, the baby penguin off the cliff after you return it to the mom in the first snow level in '64. Yes, you you have to be a masochistic, sado masochistic uh, motherfucker to that little poor, poor penguin. <laughs> right, and yeah, Sleep's latest album was on Third Man Records. Cap had no comment today. He's like, yeah, Sleep. <laughs> I, I know that man. I don't know this game, but I know that. I don't man. know this game at all, but yeah, penguins and. <laughs> shit yeah no no there's a snow level where uh, at the very top of the mountain is a little baby penguin you have to grab it take it to the very bottom of the mountain without dropping them to return it to the mama but then after you return it to the mama you can still pick it back up again so what you do is after you return it to the mama uh 
you pick it back up, you walk it over to a cliff, you then you drop the fuck you, out of you, it. You, you, you throw it off the fucking cliff, then you walk around the corner, pick up your star, and get out of the level. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, penguin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you for the star, and fuck your kid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and seriously, that's what they sound like too. They're like, see ya, bitch. I mean, like the old Spyro games, you do that, you turn, uh, you would do something like that. You turn around and the character would just be back with its fucking mother. <laughs> oh no, not not in this game. They're just like, oh, you did that. And Mark, cool. with Nintendo, you get the sweet relief of just murder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you you just get full on murder. You don't get anything else. <laughs> I actually like what Third Man did with the uh, Sleep's latest release. Just like out of the blue, they just dropped their. Uh, I guess it was two years ago. They just like dropped it on 420 because yeah. every Sleep fan is a stoner. And on 420, they're just going to go like, oh, sleep? Third Man Records? They got it on vinyl? Fucking sweet. <laughs> fucking sweet, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded more like a fucking surfer than a stoner. <laughs> I know. That's why I was just like, what? <laughs> I know surfers are stoners, but we're in, the, we're in the South, so it's more like, fucking sleep, brother. <laughs> Third Man Records? Fucking A, brother. Fucking A, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think this has been a... Uh... Pretty fun episode, though. I'm not quite ready to hop off here yet. But what you have in mind on doing? Oh no, we can uh, we can talk about the uh, well, you're oh, the, go for a second with the uh, the new Ace the record. fucking Ace record. I listen I listened to it uh today, just kind of you know uh, casually. Yeah, and I didn't hate it. Uh, you pointed out some things that kind of like uh, changed my opinion, uh, kind of altered my opinion on it rather. Right. But you what know, do you mean by that? With uh, some of the rhythm guitars not being present, that or at least they were present, but they weren't Ace rhythm guitars. Yeah, it to, to me and hearing like Ace's style playing. Um, go ahead, and, uh, actually uh, pull up the uh, pull up an article that uh, lists the uh, full track listing, the original artists, and who guests on it. Because right. uh, the Ace Frehley Origins Volume Two uh, got released uh, today. And yeah, it's basically just a new covers record of his uh, and spans a pretty good uh, little list of uh, artists and stuff. Yeah, he had a lot of fucking people on this one. Usually has like guest uh, members and things like that on uh, all his cover albums. Uh, on this one in particular, he, it's like a... Uh, the usual suspects list of you know people that are on his label like Lita Ford and uh, John Five and things like that. John Five played on the on the last couple of records too, didn't he? Yeah, he did the uh, he did the Beatles cover with him. He did uh, that and I, and uh, politician the Cream song that's on there. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, go go uh, starting with track one and give us a little rundown and we'll give a quick little synopsis of what we think on it as we go down. Good times, bad times was the first one. It's a Led Zeppelin tune yeah. and that's a Led Zeppelin tune that's been done to death by a lot of fucking rock bands. I remember Godsmack came out with a version of that, you mm-hmm. know, fucking ten years ago. And I mean, the drummer on the the drummer on this fucking album is great. Yeah. Now, I don't know. The for me, the That's drummer. That's what I listen for with Zeppelin covers. <laughs> for, for me, the their drummer is kind of me. I don't know. I like his. I I like his swing to it. It's Steve Coogan, right? I think it's Steve Coogan. Ah, uh, possibly. I couldn't tell you. I'm not going to do the research to find out who plays on the album. I have the singers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, for me, um, it felt tired. You think so? Yeah, his his, uh, his the, vocal the, sure as hell did. The vocal was very tired. Um. I don't know. I, I, that just felt like that would have been a very good Ace song. And because it wasn't, I feel like I was a little disappointed from it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Moving on from that, we got Never In My Life, which was one of my favorite mount, mountain songs. 
Mountain being Leslie West, who probably fucking like who influenced everybody outside more people outside other than Hendrix in that time period. Yeah, it's like Leslie West, Eric Clapton, and Jimi Hendrix. But I did not like this version of the song at all. Yeah, no, that that was another one. Else is kind of like meh, whatever. Yeah, and then again, and then following that, the fucking half-assed version of Space Truck, and that they uh, dropped a couple weeks ago. Now I will say I liked that version of Space Trucking. I mean, it's all right. It's about it's 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 not nearly as cool as I thought it was going to be. And you would think, on paper, with it being space truck and space ace, that it would sound that they would, you know, take it more seriously that than they did or whatever. I just didn't like his vocal singing on, especially. Of course, why would I expect anything <laughs> better from Ace Freely at this point? But it is what it is. Yeah, and it it definitely wasn't fantastic. But as a uh, startup. Uh, and a first single, I wasn't, um, I wasn't sitting here worried about it. No, the follow, the next track though, his version of "I'm Down" is really fucking good. That that's my favorite. That that's my favorite one on the record. Uh, I I think that is just a fantastic track. And I didn't know this that John Five played on it. I got yes. to I have to re listen that again and listen for his style of playing because John Five is a very shreddy but very unique guitar player. If yeah. that makes any sense, like he's one of those guys that. Sure, he can pl run uh, shreddy circles around anybody in the fucking industry, but he does it with such a really weird fucking country flair that it's so like, it's so awesome to watch. He has that bluegrass fucking like tw uh, feel with all his shreddy playing. Yeah, no, and uh, and and he really does lend himself well on uh, the tracks that he plays on. Even though I'm not necessarily the biggest John Five fan, I think that he's a really good guitarist though. The, the Jumpin' Jack Flash cover was good. Uh, Lita Ford sings on it. Lita does a great job. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God she sings that fucking song. <laughs> And then it's a uh, politician after that, which I actually enjoyed that one just because the the Cream version just kind of like uh, I don't know. Cream's one of those bands for me where I like a lot of their stuff, but a lot of their stuff bores the fuck out of me too. And this yeah. is one of their songs that bored the fuck out of me. But Aww. having it being amped up like that made it pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And sorry guys, if, if uh, signals going out some, we, we hey we've been running pretty good so far. An hour thirty minutes without it doing too many fuck ups. I've been watching the bottom here, and it, it was cutting in and out for a little bit. So if you miss some of it, don't worry, it'll be on the replay. But yeah. Keep going. Yeah, we're just talking about Ace Freely and shit. Oh, God, the next track, Lola, that's the worst one on there by far. Yeah, that, I couldn't. It's bad. He is auto-tuned like a motherfucker on that. Yeah. But that's followed up by uh, 30 Days in the Hole, uh, Humble Bye cover with Robin Zander from Cheap Trick singing his ass off on it. Yeah. Now, now I heard that song first, and I was just like, well, when you uh, when you sent it to, I, when you sent it to me, I was already in the process of listening to the uh, album, and I went back to that song, and yeah, that one was pretty good. I think just the guitar riff is so boring on it. That's just how they play. That's just how Humble Pie played their shit too. It's just a fucking like bar, late '60s, early '70s bar rock shit. Yeah, but it's Ace. He could have picked a better song. Mm. I like that song. <laughs> Fucking Steve Marriott, man. There's a reason they picked Robert Zander to sing that. I, got, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> and then a Hendrix cover after that, Manic Depression. Bruce Kulix on it. Yeah, and that that was another one that felt kind of uninspired. I agree, especially vocally. Mm -hmm. Bruce did a great job, especially when he gets into, especially when uh, they get into the. Uh -huh. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fucking weak, and. Uh, I'm not a Paul Revere and the Raiders fan at all. I'm, I'm not 
100 years old, so. Ha <laughs> uh, So uh, the kicks track, I can take it or leave it. Yeah, that that one was that that one didn't offend me. Same with uh, we got to get out of this place. I could take or leave that one too, and I know that song. You know better than kicks, obviously. Yeah, I I, I honestly couldn't play those songs in my head right now. Those Ace versions at all. No, that those just kind of ran together. And well, now that we're talking about it, fuck this album. (laughs) Because then that's it closes on because it closes on the I guess both the CD and digital release that uh she with a she of Mm -hmm. really like you know different version of the Kiss song she. Yeah, so so that that's mainly where I'll kind of jump back in because that that was the song I paid attention to the most because well I knew it the best. Um, For me, that's the song where it became blaringly obvious and then I went back and listened to the rest of it and I couldn't help but hear it but I don't think Ace is playing rhythm guitar on this record at all I need to listen uh, for that ne- Not that, now that means I have to go back and listen to the damn thing but yeah if I feel like uh, d- driving back into it I'll listen to the, start listening for that kind of thing and at first it, it didn't feel very noticeable until I listened to She and the guitars both rhythm guitars that are playing is an ace playing like I, I i've heard him play that song so many times in the studio live throughout the years he plays that song a specific certain way and you know certain guitarists you can play their notes exactly but you can't play like them tommy thayer is a prime example <laughs> he can play those notes note for note but he can't play it with the same vibe and style ace does and he's a very specific sound too that's mm-hmm. if that should be recognizable if you're listening to it. And I guess it just kind of whoop, kind of went over my head a little bit um, because I wasn't that invested in the record until that song. And then when his solo kicked in, I was like, oh, nope, that's Ace. There he is. There's a lot of guitar solos that made me think about that on the album, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I think, honestly, his band recorded everything. He tracked it and then just put solos and vocal on it. You might be right. And holy shit, Tyler's actually given some props over here. I was not expecting this to come out of his mouth. He goes, I like the fire and water cover he did a while ago. That's a good cover, too. It was a good cover. Uh, That actually had Paul Stanley uh, doing vocal on it. Yeah, that was their uh, very expensive uh, olive branch. Yeah. (laughs) Did a little video for it and everything. No, that, that was actually, that was a cool moment because I really like Paul as a vocalist. And even though he has not been doing it lately with Kiss, he did really well with that song. That's in his range currently right now. He can do that Paul Rogers kind of like uh, you know soulful Fire just and water. Uh, yeah, so so that was kind of in his ballpark and it sounded really cool. So yeah, Tyler, I, I agree with you, but I'm surprised that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting. At. Isn't that crazy how like the Ace's music gets out there? Uh, Stan Pauly, Jared yeah. says. Isn't it crazy how Ace's like CDs get out there the way they do? Like uh, they're just they're at Target. Like you can go pick up the new Ace Frehley record at Target. Yeah, they've like, got a Target exclusive like vinyl color. That's awesome. I guess that's the the label has a good relationship with uh, Target or something. Yeah, like his that. label is a uh, E one, and uh, they've done a handful of different uh, releases throughout the years. And yeah, that that's all it comes down to. But but it is odd that they promote his cover records so heavily. Yeah, like super hard. Like I'm sure the day of numbers were okay at the very least and that's just a to me that's just a prime example of something that worked well in the moment now trying to be used too much uh because ace always did fantastic with his covers yeah new york groove 2000 man do ya 
Uh, there was a handful of others that just aren't immediately coming to mind, but he's done really great covers throughout the years. That's true. So people, when they think an Ace Frehley cover, they're just like, oh, well, fuck yeah, this should be a, oh, F- uh, Fox on the Run on his first solo album after uh, the split, after the reunion split. Right. That was a great cover of Fox on the Run. And um, actually, that might be what I fucking close the uh, live stream episode out. It won't be the podcast live stream. Uh, it won't be the podcast outro, but the uh, but at least the outro on the live stream, I might do that just for the fuck of it. Uh, Ace Frehley's Fox on the Run. Because it'll be the end of the stream. Because Facebook can't do anything about not? it. Ha! <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Alternate Facebook version. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, so I think it just came from he did so well so often with covers that they tried doing full records of it and it just didn't hit. That's just kind of like Ace's, you know, MO, isn't it, though? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, basically. Whether it's guitar playing, uh, uh, cover song ideas, just the. How, just the, the way to coast in the business. Eh, Why not? It's Ace. What yeah, do? he can do, he can do whatever the hell he wants. And Tyler goes, I give credit when credit is due. With Kiss, it's usually never due. Hey, I got you. I hear. Fair you. enough. <laughs> whatever. Well, we are kind of winding down. This has been a pretty hefty episode. Plus, I still got to call Tyler and do some business shit. So, figures about time for us to dig on into that Spotify playlist, and we figure out. What the hell we been listening to? What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. (laughs) Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. All right, Captain. What the hell have you been listening to? Tyler mentioned uh, the new Tyler Childers uh, single that uh, just dropped today, uh, Long Violent Violent History. It is a doozy. Mm, Okay. (laughs) A collection of uh, instrumentals rounded out by uh, a song that he wrote in the middle of it, kind of giving his take on 2020 in so many words. Gotcha. It's pretty good. If you love Tyler Childers, if you love, uh, you know, country music with, uh, if you love, I hate to use the worm, the term woke country <laughs> music, it's, a, it's good. It's, it's legitimately good, though. Check it out. That and uh, from doing the, the music over at Tux last, uh, last week, I really got into the Shivers. That was the name of a band. Mm, that was mm-hmm. a band that got brought up a lot and a band that was referenced when uh, tracking my stuff. And now that I've checked it out, I can totally see how it's great fucking power pop shit. Hell yeah. And I didn't realize how old they were. Like, uh, this was re- the album that's on Spotify was a 2014 uh, remaster, but they were like from the 70s or early 80s, something like that. Yeah, I've heard of them, but this is, I had not really actually sat down and listened to it. Oh, it's great. Just like I said, just power pop, just like so much sugar, you'll get diabetes. It's great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, for me, man, I'm going to kind of go off the beaten path a little bit. Um, I've been showing it to everyone. I I just really like it. Um, There's a podcast I listen to called The Ralph Report, uh, which features Ralph Garman, which he was on K-Rock for years, and he also co-hosts the Hollywood Babylon podcast with uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, He has his own show on Patreon called The Ralph Report, and his co-host is named Eddie Pence. And uh, Eddie just released a a new comedy special called The Unspecial Comedy Special, and it's really funny. It's Um, good. You can rent it on Amazon for like four or five bucks. Uh, it's a lot better with the visual because he's a very visual kind of comedian. Um, the audio is still good. Uh, you, you'll just miss a couple jokes. Um, that that would definitely help 
with a visual. So if you're into some comedy, definitely give that a listen. Um, and really outside of that, the only other things I've been listening to um, have been uh, the new Fast Eddie stuff. Uh, the new- I love the new Fast Eddie stuff. Went and uh, revisited the the new Wildlife record again. Uh, listened a little bit of Airborne, but yeah, primarily just been listening to uh, that comedy record because I I just think it's really funny. I I think it really gets going about midway through when he starts talking about uh, when his kid was born and then uh, the shit going on afterwards. He's so. a really good uh, self aware comic if that makes any sense. Yeah, and 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 his comedy is good because uh, after listening to him enough on the Ralph Report. I've heard some of those stories as they happened, oh, and yeah. as, as his his act isn't bullshit. He, he's not like one of those "this happened to me the other day" kind of guys. One, he actually talks about his life. One spoiler for one bit uh, was the uh, baby shitting up his the back of his head. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I, I think that's just every child. You might. <laughs> I think every child has shit up its back. To its forehead. <laughs> you know what's fun is getting older and just hearing all your friend hearing uh, stories from all your friends that are parents. Oh God, yes. So we got two friends now that are uh, pretty recent daddies, both dirt bags, both dirt bags, <laughs> make a little dirt bag baby. <laughs> uh, Tony Leone and Davy Dirt, both of them pretty new daddies. So yeah. I was say, have Ain't we gonna given- be me anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we given Davy and Lacey proper congrats yet on the show? Yes, yes, we did. I think. Might have. Well, I'll do it again anyway because they've earned it. That's right. <laughs> also, check out this band called American Speedways. They're or the Speedways. They're good. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say American Speedway. Shit, I've seen them live. Right. <laughs> That's a different band. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Even Jared goes, "Don't have children." Yeah. There you go. I was gonna say, Cap, do you have an outro for us? But I, damn it, that that kind of feels like an outro. an outro. I'll have some kids when I'm goddamn good and ready. <laughs> And fuck Facebook. <laughs> and fuck Facebook. <laughs> All right, guys, seriously, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork. And for all the other shit, you can just go to that link tree, link tree uh, slash somethinggfy. And um, yeah, yeah fuck have face- some fun with us. Fuck Facebook. Join the Discord. Yes. Um, yeah. And we're going to take you out on the Facebook feed with Ace Fraley's Fox on the Run off his Anomaly record. Uh, but that won't be on the podcast version. Something else will be coming up right now.
Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.